Oh, yes, yes. It's always, always, always such an honor and a privilege to stand before God's people. And I thank you for letting me stand before you. So with no further ado, to the diaconate board, to the elders, to the ministers, to the man of this house in his absence, and my mentor, Bishop Watts, and to the woman of God of this house, Lady Watts. To you, my church family, and for those who don't think I have a job, because some people don't think I work. <laughs> Can my Charter Oak family raise their hand for everybody? <laughs> and, and to my sister, thank you for coming, love you. Out of all 20 of y'all, you always the one that comes. Let them know I said that. All right, let us pray. Oh, Father, we thank you right now, Lord God. Father, I thank you for this time, Jesus. Father, I ask that you empty me, Lord God, and that you fill me up with you, Lord God. Hide me behind the cross right now, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. And tonight we're going to be coming from Genesis 50, verse 20. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. And if you have it, may you please stand. And I'm going to be coming from the um, New Living Translation. And it reads, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for all good. He brought me to this position so I could save many people the word of God. And I'm gonna tag it with this title tonight, God meant it for your good. God meant it for your good. Well, there was two boys walking along the street when all of a sudden there appeared a very large dog standing on the sidewalk. The little boy told his friend, don't be afraid. The other boy said, why? His friend responded, I was told that when you see a dog wagging its tail really fast, he's happy and friendly. So he won't bite you. The other little boy, not taking his eyes off the dog, and he says nervously, yo, well, that may be so, but the gleam in his eyes said he wants to eat us alive. When we face trials, we can feel like these two boys. Sometimes we aren't quite convinced whether to believe the wagon tail of God's promises or the wild gleam in the eye of the big trial confronting us. James 1 and 2 tells us, count it all joy when we encounter various trials. What if we count it all joy and the trial bites us? Adversity is a general term for that trouble that include affliction, opposition, pressure, chastening, anguish, testing, or tribulation that is great than our ability to resolve. When adversity arises, do you think, what have I done wrong? Why is God punishing me? I just can't seem to catch a break. Can I do anything right? 
Why is it I see other people winning and I'm losing? I give up. And my favorite saying, I'm over this. I am done with this. Adversity can be our greatest motivation for spiritual growth, or it can be our deadliest means of disencouragement. Genesis 37 through 50 tells the story of Joseph. His story is one example of God making something good out of something bad. Joseph was very much loved by Jacob because he had been born to him in his old age. He was given a special gift by his father, a richly ornamented coat. The favoritism wasn't well received by his brothers. I have a brother like that. <laughs> he was very favorite, but we didn't put him in a pit. We still love him. <laughs> his brothers were plotted to kill him, abducted, taken him by force to, to be an Egyptian slave. Pharaoh's wife accused him of seduction. After almost ripping his clothes off of him, he spent years in a prison for something he did not do. Either God had a bad sense of humor, but God had a plan. Side note, wouldn't it be nice to know these things up front? Therefore, we don't have to bug out. God has a well thought out plan for you and me. My first point, when you are faced with adversity, we must know that God is sovereign over all. God is sovereign over all. When we look at Genesis 45, verses 5, 7, and 8, and if you can, please turn with me to Genesis 45, 5, 7 through 8. And 5 reads, And now, do not be distressed, and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. 45, 7 through 8, but God sent me ahead of you to preserve for your remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Joseph knew that even though his brothers hated him at the time and wanted to get rid of him, God who was working, who, was, who worked sending Joseph to Egypt for God's sovereign purposes to bear up under trials, we must trust in the sovereign God, goodness of God in every situation. Saints, God is sovereign. Psalm 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, the world and all its people belong to him. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. What does this mean? It means we understand that God can do anything he chooses to do with us. We are purchased possessions and have no right to question him. This is not a resignation or giving up. He would never allow anything in our life that is not good or for his good. Joseph was the man who had developed a godly mindset that carried him through the many trials in his life. He was badly mistreated by his own family. Others are also wronged him. He spent the better part of his 20s in an Egyptian dungeon, separated from his father, not knowing if he would ever see them again. In spite of all of this, he told his brothers, 
you meant this for evil, but God meant it for good. God's ways are not our ways. Joseph trusted the sovereign goodness of God. Let's keep in mind as we work through Joseph's story that at the time he was suffering, Joseph didn't know how the story was gonna turn out. He didn't know yet that if he just held on for a few years, God would raise him up and make him second to Pharaoh. But it's clear that he knew one thing for certain, certain that God is sovereign. He is sovereign even over those evil people. Joseph's trust in the sovereign God carried him through many depressing days while imprisoned. So when life starts to get heavy, when terrible trials come, when we feel that there is no way out and we can't approach it with a joyful spirit, we have then been put into bondage to the grips of bitterness and complaining in this fallen world. When we go through our toughest challenges of life, we don't take the time to see that it will all work out. Or when it's over, everything will be okay. Because we are in the midst of our own pit, if God gave us a little peep into the future, he showed, he would show us the outcome of Joseph, that God meant it for good. Romans 8, 28 says, and now we know things that work together for works together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And since we know this, we should not sweat the small stuff, as Bishop says. Says, remember, God sees all. God is sovereign, not only over the major things in our life, but our also day-to-day -day life, everything, our little problems too, such as car problems, traffic jams, interruptions, clogged drains, sick kids, college tuition, unpaid bills, <laughs> getting your child to a game and you find out you have snacks that day, annoying neighbors, annoying coworkers, and any other frustrations in life. <laughs> in every situation, we must trust in the sovereign goodness of God. Why? Because God is sovereign over the universe. God is sovereign over salvation. God is sovereign over our suffering. God is sovereign over his global mission. God is the supreme and all things are under his control. There is great comfort for a believer in knowing that however difficult our situation, know that sovereign God is still in control. The enemy is not in the control. Evil people are not in control, but God is in control. So God is sovereign, which leads me to our second point. God's intentions are good. So it says, but God meant it for good. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Psalms 1967, 68, 75, Y'all wanna write that down? <laughs> Before I was afflicted, I was astray, but now I obey your word. You are good and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. 75 says, no, Lord, that your laws are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. 
All those God's people may suffer terribly, they must affirm by faith. That even though God afflicts us with trials, he is always good. Genesis 42:36. their father Jacob said to them, you have deprived me, my children. Joseph is no more and Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin and everything is against me. We are really quick to see the goodness and blessings, but we are really slow to discern his goodness when we are going through our trials and tribulations. Looking at this verse, but God meant it for good. The word meant, which is a past participle of to mean, which is to attend for a particular purpose and destination. For example, have you ever been in a room with a group of other people and they blurt out something? Someone just blurts out something? That just didn't quite go with the conversation. I mean, it came out completely wrong. Then you, the rescuer, you jump on and cover up and you say, and, and you're like, ooh, boo, no. Guys, she meant well. What transpired was that this person created a negative reality that they were totally oblivious. Why? Because it was not their intention to cause any harm. They were just having a conversation, just talking. As, as we see in Joseph's case, when his brothers stripped him of this coat and dumped him in the pit, this was quite the opposite. They meant anything but well. They meant to cause him harm. They meant to ruin his life. They meant to dethrone him from his position of importance that he had become to believe that he would hold one day. They meant to be mean. They meant to be malicious. I am some, I'm pretty sure that someone can relate to this, that someone just meant to be mean to you. Maybe one person, two, several hundred, I don't know. But it's a shame because someone sets their sights on you to harm you, to ruin your life, to take your position, or just to get you in trouble, simply because they don't like you. And they mean no good. So as we continue, verse 50, 20 says it reads, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. We're gonna stop right there. But God, but God. What powerful words. When you see this in scripture, but God, pay close attention. Usually what comes next changes the entire situation, especially if it reads, but God meant. This passage shows what God can do with something that is meant to harm you. This says to me that God can protect you and he can also promote you. The very thing that Joseph's brothers used to cause him harm was the exact thing to push him into his destiny. Too many times we look at that thing through our own eyes and we can only see failure, but God. The phrase is used 43 times in scripture. Joseph had been slandered by the wife of Potiphar, yet stood steadfast. Joseph had been forgotten by the chief baker after interpreting his dream, yet faithful. Joseph endured many trials and tribulations. The enemy had done so many things that he, that he were there that were meant to be bad. 
but God meant it for good. So many times the enemy throw things our way, things that are meant to make us stop believing in God. I can hear Joseph saying, my brothers, my own flesh have betrayed me and sold me as a slave. My sister better not do that, I know that much. My master's wife has accused me and caused me to fall out of favor with him and, ha and have me thrown in jail. The chief butler whose dream I interpreted has forgotten me and left me here in this prison. Yes, to the average man it might seem quite bleak, but Joseph knew that no matter what was thrown at him, no matter what was done to him, no matter how hard the enemy attacked, he served God, would allow him to say, I may be down now, but God. Things that are meant to make us feel sorry for ourselves, things are meant to make us give up, things are meant for our bad, but God means them for good. God takes us through things to make us stronger. I don't know if you realize it or not, but among the thorns, you generally find a beautiful rose. When you need to understand that no matter what we may go through, no matter how bad things might get, no matter how much the enemy throws at you, always remember it may look dark now, but God. But God says, you're washed, you are sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. The enemy says, you can't make it on your own, but God says, I am for you, and I am more than the world against you. The enemy says, hold on to all your problems, for no one can help you. But God says, cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. The enemy says, take it, e take it easy, take the easy way out. But God says, the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but to the one that endureth until the end. The enemy says that you're surrounded. Come out with your hands up. But God says, I'll make your enemies your footstool. The enemy says, sickness will follow you. But God says, by his stripes, we are healed. The enemy says, there's nothing else the doctors can do. But God says, I can change the diagnosis. The enemy says, I will keep you enslaved to sin. But God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The enemy says, I'll take your son and hold him in the grave. But God says, after three days, I will rise again. The enemy says, I've got him now. But God says, death, where is your sting? Grave, where's your victory? But God, he can open doors that no man can shut. He can close doors that no man can open. Nobody else can do that but God. Oh, but God, but God, but God. The enemy thinks he has it all worked out. He thought he could stop the plan of God. The sale of Joseph as a sale was meant for harm by his brothers, but God meant. The end result was Joseph becoming prime minister of Egypt, becoming reunited with his family and saving their lives, but God. So we said God is sovereign, God's intentions are good, and to my third point, God plans positions you for many. You meant it for evil, but God turned it for good, for the saving of many lives. Joseph was left for dead. That was not God's plan. Over the time, a famine hit the land and the brothers had to go to leadership to try to get some help. Yes, 
they had to go to their brother. Humility. Joseph forgave them, and he did it with class. He showered love upon them, even after they exercised hatred against him for no reason at all. After which these brothers returned to apologize. And Joseph replied to them, as far as I'm concerned, God turned into good what you meant for evil. He brought me at a high position I have today so I could save the lives of many. Saints, we cannot, in this season, we cannot become distracted. We cannot fall out of position because we are here in position for other people's lives. We can't reflect on the bad things or the things that people do to us. And I've been there. It hurts. More than I cared to have been there, and it hurts. It's unfair, yep. Did I deserve it? Nope. I ever deserve it. <laughs> we must realize God has a perfect plan concerning you. When I look back over my life, coming from there to here, I am in such awe. And again, like Joseph, we didn't know. I, there's no book. Well, this is what's going to happen. And you're going to go here. You're going to go. There. It did not happen that way. Uh, if anyone told me I'll be standing here today behind this pulpit, I wouldn't have believed it. Would not believe it. God kept telling me that. But we had to remind to remain steadfast. I remained faithful because God had a perfect plan for me, not just for me, but for many other people. It's not over until God says it's over. Joseph did not give up when he went through the pit or to prison. And as a result, God brought him to the palace. While he was in the palace, God even blessed Pharaoh's house because of Joseph's presence. Your presence in the workplace, your presence in your home, your presence when you walk down the street, your presence God is with your presence, and he's going to rise, make you rise to a different level so people can look at you. Let's just take for a moment the famine. His brothers had to come to him. Joseph was faithful. Joseph trusted the Lord. And from that, the Lord chose to save many. But Joseph wasn't the only the one that evil was done to. Evil was also done to our Savior, who got up on that cross to save many. That's a remembrance when we think about Joseph saving many. We each have assignments, and people are attached to those assignments. We need to be like Joseph. We need to be faithful. We need to trust in the Lord because the Lord knows that anything and everything that came your way was meant for his good. God wants to use us, not ruin us, not be in position, not being in position. This is not about ourselves, but for others. You may not see it fully or understand it, but I promise you right now that God is working on your situation. 
for the good. Whatever you do, don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give in. Whatever you do, don't cower down. Whatever you don't run, because God is going to use his power of transformation to convert all that was intended for evil in your life for good. No weapon formed against you shall prosper because you are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. The Lord is turning around. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. The Lord is turning it around. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. The Lord is turning it around. He's turning around for you. He's turning around for me. Again, I said earlier, this is a season that we cannot give up. This is a season that everything is going to come to you. This is a season that the floor may come up from underneath you. But the Lord needs you for many. The songwriter writes, and it won't always be like this. He will perfect that concern in me. And sooner or later, it will turn in my favor. It's turning around for me. It won't always be like this. Lord will perfect that concerning me. Yep. And sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. It's turning around for me. That concerning me. Come on, sooner. Sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. Turning around for me. Come on, around. Around for me. Around for me. Around for me. Turning around. God meant it for your good. God meant it for your good. I wished many years ago I would have read that story or even came across that story because I always thought, wow. Why am I always running into something and running into this and running into, why am I always the first one getting in trouble? Everybody else did it, I'm the first one to get in trouble. But I wish I would have heard that story about Joseph and how it weaved to his end. My end is not here yet, but I'm, I'm hoping that God uses me the way he intended to use me for his good. However, your end is not here yet either. The story still continues. Like I said, we don't know. Don't you understand it? But, God.
but God. So what? You got married, you got divorced, but God. So what? You lost a job, but God. So what? Your child is wayward, but God. But God, but God. He meant it for our good. So I encourage you tonight, again, I, I even though I'm standing here talking, just going off script, but I encourage you tonight that if, if that was you, your family members, your friends, your coworkers, that's always in there trying to knock you out, out of bounds, just for you. I ask you to come up for prayer. Just coming up, we'll just pray for you, just to encourage you. You don't want to pray right now? That's fine, come see me afterwards. Because I, I don't want you to have to miss it like I did. I believe that, you know, if I trust in the God, I mean, God was talking to me, but I didn't know what that was. I mean, I really didn't know what it was at that time, but now I do. It's not over. He's turning around. He's turning around. He's turning it around. He's turning it around. He's turning around for your good. Glory to God. Glory to God. But God, it won't always always be like this. The Lord will perfect that concern in me. Sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor, turning around for me. Come on, everybody, one more time. It won't always, it won't always be like this. The Lord will perfect that concerning.